No, don't worry, you've not skipped a week. Instead, welcome to a bonus episode of the Old Guy Gaming Podcast, uh, which I basically had to record because I needed to uh, reflect on the huge Xbox news that's been dropping uh, over the past, what, 48 hours, I guess. I'm Giles Wentwest, uh, Giles Nicholson, rather, Giles Wentwest on Twitter, uh, Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. And like I said, I just had to record this episode, but I really don't have much time. So I'm going to try and one take this, get it out. And so wish me luck and please bear with me for any uh, little gremlins or um, mind dead ends that I managed to get myself into. Okay, so what a crazy 48 hours. Um, Following some leaks that came out, uh, yeah, less than 48 hours ago, we have had this absolute... Uh, avalanche of Xbox info uh, and gaming Twitter has gone crazy and like I said I just felt that I needed to uh, get something out and give my thoughts on what I think has been an incredibly positive um, couple of days for Xbox after a pretty disappointing summer so um, yeah let's crack on now and see how long this will take. So what has happened? Let's start with that. Um, Well, first of all, Xbox Series X is official. uh, The most uh, badly guarded secret in gaming history, I think. Uh, It's uh, leaked so badly over the last uh, couple of months that it was pretty much inevitable. Not pretty much, it was inevitable. Um, But we now know the launch date. We know pricing and we know full details. In fact, we had a really detailed uh, video breakdown um, over on the Xbox uh, Twitter channels and YouTube and everywhere else. Um, And yeah, launch date pricing, power, uh, what it does, what it is, uh, what it looks like, including inside it. And it is a doozy. So first big news, Xbox Series X is official. We'll come back to that. Don't worry. Uh, secondly, we had pricing and date for the Series X2, uh, and again, really, really strong. Um, so as suspected uh, for a very long time, as rumoured, and I think all the way back to when um, Xbox announced next gen, uh, they mentioned consoles. So we have two uh, consoles, and they're not just, um, it's not just a digital version and a non-digital version. These two boxes are occupying some really different spaces in the market so it'll be interesting to see how they both plan out but again covering a bit more detail in a minute just rattle through what else has happened and number three both uh, series x and series x are going to be coming through xbox's all access program Uh, so that is a monthly fee over 24 months with game pass ultimate included Uh, and again we got pricing for that for series x and series x and again that is a massive story in itself so we've already had three big stories to cover and we are uh yeah this is all happening in two days um and i talk about game pass ultimate uh but another big announcement was that game pass ultimate is getting even stronger because uh, ea play formerly ea access or ea uh, no origin access on uh, pc um is basically um sort of getting folded into uh, game pass ultimate so still presumably be available separately on um playstation 
uh, and I guess still available on PC separately. Don't know about that one, uh, but and I can maybe Xbox too. But it's coming in the Game Pass Ultimate subscription. So for your ten pound ninety nine a month or fourteen dollars ninety nine a month in the US, or whatever you've managed to pay on uh, various deals and prepayments um, from this holiday season, whatever that means, uh, EA Play will be included in Game Pass Ultimate. And if you are already a subscriber to EA Play uh, through certain channels anyway, official channels, uh, then you will get a sort of conversion, uh, get some extra um, extra months of Game Pass Ultimate um, sort of for your pleasure, which is good for me because I do subscribe and I resubscribed in the summer, uh, in fact only a month or so ago, so I should get a nice little uplift to my Game Pass Ultimate, which is a really nice bonus. And then fifthly and finally for today, uh, and then we'll go into the detail, we had loads of info on various games. So we uh, got uh, confirmation that Watchdog Legions and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, both from Ubisoft, will be launch day titles for Series X and Series S. Um, they're coming on the same day. And uh, both titles looking really good and um, showcasing some of the um, functions of those two new systems. We also got confirmation, uh, I don't, I think this was already confirmed, certainly IGN have talked about it formally, but um, haven't seen much uh, public, uh, there were, I, I couldn't find any sort of previous tweets, so Gears Tactics anyway, uh, previous um, PC exclusive Gears game, which was well reviewed somewhere in the 80s, uh, is going to be a launch title again for uh, Series X and S. Uh, and Dota 5 was also confirmed at launch. So suddenly, uh, although uh, these are not um, necessarily exclusives or, or in Gears Tactics no, um, case, not new. Um, suddenly the sort of launch lineup for the um, Xbox side of the new consoles is looking really, really strong. Okay, so let's dive into those in a bit more detail. First up, the Series S itself. And if you were here for uh, a detailed tech run through, then I am, I'm afraid, not your man. Um, what I will say, and I've been um, reading through and, and listening to some people who uh, know this stuff a little better than me. So I can take you through that the, the main takeaway really from the Series S is although it is much less powerful in terms of GPU, so in terms of graphical performance, um, it is in many other ways equivalent to the Series X console. So um, the key message here is that basically the S is the 1440p uh, version of next-gen Xbox. So um, 40p between 1080, so full HD and 4K, uh, often described as 2K. Um, and basically, if you don't have a 4K um, monitor or a 4K TV, um, then this may well be the console for you. However, it is also it doesn't come with a disk drive. So um, the three big differences are less power in terms of graphical performance, no disk drive, and also a smaller hard drive. So it's got um, 512 gigabytes as opposed to one terabyte on the Series X. Um, so yeah, those are the differences, but in terms of similarities now, 
there's some slight technical differences in terms of say the CPU which is operating at ever so slightly lower um, frequency but um, for all intents and purposes it is the same CPU it also comes with um, all the sort of functionality of the new generation uh, RDNA2 um, uh, GPU so it can perform all the same tricks just as I say a much few well there are fewer compute units much less power so when it comes to power it's four teraflops as opposed to over 12 for the series x um, but the video in particular which is really worth having a look at um, really illustrated that because it's throwing around far fewer pixels on the screen that it's essentially uh, just a scaled down version of that machine that should be really easy apparently for developers to um, develop to the series x which is apparently what they would do as a you know as a sort of target console and then to just scale down to the series s and without any significant additional work so really really smart and again the differences in ram um, are sort of um, linked to that lower resolution target so essentially if you don't mind not having a disk drive uh, and if you either don't mind or haven't noticed that there's less storage on board um, then really the series s um, and again if you don't own a 4k tv in particular then the series s is a really attractive beast essentially um, rather than being a sort of cut down machine that um, certainly it sounded like as it had been rumored um, that it would going to be the sort of budget option and if you think about the difference between um, the 1x and the 1s um, that is not just uh, graphical differences they are you know you do get performance differences now that might be the same um, for series s and series x but certainly the pitch the idea is that it is um, you know fully next gen capable uh, ray tracing is on both machines for example um, and the sort of the same a uh, different capacity but the same um, quality ssd uh, the same um, what do they call it velocity architecture so essentially it is the same machine um, and that's really the pitch so yeah massive massive news and um, as particularly as we come to talk about price uh, that's where i think the um, value of the s really starts to show so let's cover those prices and let's also talk about all access because I think that is um, a significant part of this story. Um, really been, I've been watching all access for a while. I thought when they trialed it um, through the uh, 1X and 1S, I thought it was a really interesting and could be a really powerful tool for them in terms of getting people through the door. Uh, and obviously right now uh, being able to spread the cost of uh, what is you know always going to be a big investment for people uh, for something that is clearly still a luxury albeit one that i think people have really learned to appreciate over lockdown um so yeah i think all access is a big part of their story so number one uh, i said prices but i meant price and date because both consoles launching november 10th and launching globally november 10th 
which uh, I think is, again, another big deal, particularly impressive, really, in the current circumstances that they are confident enough that they can meet that demand. Um, suggestion on uh, PlayStation is that they may be looking at a sort of staggered launch, uh, even if it's just a couple of weeks at a time. Um, so that would be, again, really interesting to see how that compares. But again, as of the time of recording anyway, we don't know uh, any of the details for PlayStation 5. So coming November 10th, that's uh, as of what tomorrow, that is two months away. And pre-orders start September 22nd, so that's less than two weeks. You'll be able to pre-order your Series X or Series S. Uh, and when you do that, you will be putting down for the Series X, 499 US dollars or 449 pounds. And for the Series S, 299 dollars, 249 pounds. I mean, those prices are both um, really, really impressive in my view. Um, first of all, the Series X, I had um, really no expectation of it coming in so low. Um, although, you know, the sort of perceived wisdom is that you, you can't get away with charging over $500 for a uh, console, um, given that, that what's in these machines and how much of a step forward they are. Um, I was really expecting uh, that to be sorely tested this generation. And again, it'll be interesting to see what PlayStation do. Um, in terms of the Series S, I mean, $299, £249, that is an absolute steal for next gen. I mean, clearly, you know, times are tough. It's still money. It's still um, not to be sneezed at. Um, but I think that is lower than anyone could have possibly expected. And that really throws the gauntlet down again on the basis that it is as capable as it appears. And we should probably wait for a, uh, you know, digital foundry teardown or something. Um, but yeah, taking uh, Microsoft at their word and they'd be stupid not to be honest here because people will find out very quickly um, the Series S uh, being a sort of proper gateway into next gen, next generation gaming at 250 quid. Uh, that is ridiculous. I mean, that's cheaper than the Nintendo Switch in the UK at the moment. So um, yeah, uh, a massive, massive um gauntlet laid down i would say for next gen however so those are the buy outright prices now let's go to all access so remember all access is a sort of 24 month payment plan a bit like you'd get with your mobile phone or your cell if you're american uh, and it includes game pass ultimate remember game pass ultimate now will or from from then from by the time these machines arrive it will include ea play as well so massive massive um, selection of games really really appealing uh costs uh this is ultimate by its own costs 14.99 dollars or 10 pounds 99 um and yet if you get the series x on all access it's going to be 34.99 in terms of dollars 28 pound 99 um and the series s is going to be 24 dollars 99 or 20 pounds 99 a month for 24 months so you know when you bear in mind that's including game pass ultimate that comes with all the game pass library it will come with all the ea play library and various other things such 
as Xbox Live Gold. And remember, very soon, in fact, next week, uh, you will get Cloud Gaming thrown into Game Pass Ultimate as well. So um, I've always thought Game Pass Ultimate was incredible value. Uh, I still think that's the case. I don't pay full price because I get deals. Um, but even at full price, I think that's a good deal. But then that's only an extra $10 or £10 a month um, to get the Series S on top of the price of Game Pass Ultimate. That is bonkers. Uh, and then even for the X, it's just $20 or £18 on top of the Game Pass Ultimate subscription. So, you know, these are, again, you know, subscriptions are so, so popular now. Uh, and, you know, we've seen with mobile phone plans, people are, even when money is tight, they are seemingly quite happy to pay significant amounts each month um, for access to, you know, for services and the, the hardware sort of bundled together. That's exactly what Xbox have gone down that route, partnered up with various companies uh, around the world um, and extended that all access offer to new countries as well. So it's not everywhere, but countries that do have the all access program i mean i can see a load of people jumping on particularly that series s uh, whether it is um sort of full price up front or through the all access program and i think um a lot of series s and x are going to be sold on the all access programs um and we'll see precisely how that turns out um very soon because you know as i said pre-orders start september 22nd um now just reflecting a little bit um i, I sort of got carried away and started talking about this earlier but you know based on the tech uh, in the series x i think that is phenomenal value that 499 dollars or 449 pounds um and i will probably go for that machine so um I, you know, I've been sort of expecting that. I've been expecting worse than that, to be honest. Um, I do have, I do use it as my Blu-ray player. Um, and I also um, appreciate the extra storage because I have a stupid collection of games. Uh, so, yeah, I'm almost certainly going for the X. Um, hopefully be able to trade in my One X for at least a bit by the time that comes around. But I'd imagine uh, the amazing price of the S is going to really seriously hamper um, secondhand uh, values, unfortunately, in the current gen console. So that's a slight downside. Um, but the S, I think, is a surprisingly viable machine. And what I'm seeing uh, in reaction, which I think is really interesting, is that it's almost um, almost become a no-brainer as a second console. If you were thinking about, you know, if you were leaning towards PlayStation anyway, um, now I see a lot of people saying, oh, I'll, I'll probably pick up the S alongside it to have access to Game Pass, to have access to the exclusives, although there's, there's still a lot of nonsense about no exclusives, which, um, you know, it's true in terms of the, the sort of proper flag uh, tentpole releases on PlayStation, but um, actually in terms of range of variety and, and really quality of experiences, I think um, Xbox now uh, through Game Pass is offering so many great, um, so many great games, and you know plenty of them are exclusive. They're just not the big AAA games. Um, anyway, that's for another day, really. But um, if you are 
yeah, if you were sort of on the PlayStation side of things, this is then a really, really cheap way to jump in on a subscription to uh, Xbox as your second console. And then if you're already in the ecosystem, uh, someone like me, you've already got Game Pass, I think, booked up until hmm, August 2022-ish, I think, um, and you've already got a current library, um, then, you know, the S is a way to sort of upgrade a lot of your library or, or you know upgrade your game pass experience and then get access to the few exclusives that are going to be on there for example i'm pretty sure the medium uh, and one of the other third party games that was um featured uh struggling to remember the name now but um i think that was also um next gen exclusive so you know to get access to everything to play the best version of new games that you buy uh, and to sort of supercharge um, your collection already, you know, with the various upgrades that they're doing for Gears, for Ori, for Forza Horizon, stuff like that. Um, now, for me, again, the S is such a such a small, well, such a cheap um, box for so much uh, performance, then I can see that being a no-brainer as well. In fact, what I take from this last uh, couple of days is that I think the Series S will be the absolutely the mainstream um, Xbox console. Uh, I say this with no judgment. That's absolutely cool. There's you know it's no no harm in being popular. Uh, and the X will be, for want of a better word, for the real hardcore, the people who really really want that sort of high performance. Um, you know the best frame rates, the or rather the best. Um, resolutions already have the tech already have the screen um, and I think probably I suspect these um, numbers will um, very much reflect the sort of 1x and 1s um, breakdown of this current generation um, what will be really interesting is then how those two machines um, fit around the PS5 and what does it mean for um, you know the sort of landscape for next gen well we don't know because we don't know the price for playstation 5 or ps5 digital edition uh, and hopefully we'll do soon i mean no my luck is probably before this podcast even goes live um but um yeah i'd love to be a fly on the wall at sony i was talking to some friends earlier on saying you know are they uh, when the when this news broke you know were they were they just looking at each other crestfallen? Were they high-fiving, thinking everything's fine? Do they just not care? You know, are they just confident that, um, and they should be based on their, you know, exclusives that people will happily buy their, their um, machine uh, and they're not worried about the competition? I would be, I'd be fascinated. I think it's uh, it's an amazing uh, time, a very, very interesting time for the business side of things, particularly because the two companies again are taking really different routes into this next gen um but it's not at all impossible that sony were planning for a price point of um, 499 dollars or even more because you know the specs certainly justify it um that said you know everyone seems to remember and quote the 599 uh, PlayStation 3, which obviously died on its ass at the time before, um, you know, they dropped the price, made some revisions, and uh, PlayStation 3 started to claw 
back um, market share and, and actually end up doing pretty well. Um, so yeah, again, really fascinating what Sony do. Um, do they just come out confidently say, like, we, this is this is what we were going for? Did they react? Uh, will we ever know? Uh, who knows? But we will hopefully at least find out what Sony is charging soon, and that will be able to that will help us see um, where it fits in that uh, landscape. I'd imagine. I think most um, most people were expecting the PS5 to fall between the X and the S in terms of pricing, but now that the um, Series X has come in at 499 and 450 pounds, 449 pounds, um, I wouldn't be too surprised if PS5 at best can match that. Um, and then the big question for me is how much they want to take a hit on the digital edition. So, you know, a different model for PlayStation, the digital edition is the same console, just without the uh, optical drive. And that means that it's just as expensive to build, say, for, you know, a couple of quid, a couple of dollars for the optical drive. I think I saw that they're 20 to $30 in terms of cost price, uh, even for a 4K uh, optical drive. So, you know, could they could they charge fifty dollars less than their uh, you know the the disc based PS5? Yeah, absolutely. And there's lots of good ways they could make money back if it's a digital machine. They're going to make um, plenty of money on digital sales. Um, could they charge a hundred dollars less than their uh, sort of non digital option? They certainly could, but they'd be taking a hell of a bath on each unit. Um, and so you know even then. Although it's, you know, it would be clearly more powerful in terms of graphics than the Series S. Uh, the question is, you know, do, how does that look uh, if their sort of uh, cheaper console is still $100 more than Xboxes? So, yeah, fascinating stuff from business side. I've I'm, I'm got no, you know, got no uh, dog in the race, got no uh, horse. What's the expression? Horse in the race, dog in the game, I don't know. Skin in the game, certainly. Um, I don't care who uh, sort of sells more consoles, doesn't matter. Um, but I find it really just interesting. And hopefully, for, as a gamer, I just hope that they both do really, really well. Um, people get good machines, great games, have good times. And hopefully what it does is competition encourages both companies to uh, do better. So, you know, to be more open to things like crossplay. Um, to make better games and to charge less than they maybe might have done if they were a monopoly. So yeah, everyone wins. Um, the question would be now, could Sony end up doing what Microsoft did last generation and have a less powerful machine, not that that necessarily matters, but a less powerful machine than the X um, and charge more money and still be successful? Um, Big, big question. It's the successful bit that would be very different from Microsoft last generation. Traditionally, if you're more expensive, especially if you're less powerful, um, that's not a recipe for success. So um, yeah, however good Sony's games are, that must have them worried if they were planning on coming in above $499 for the PS5.
Okay, so on to the other stuff. So I've grouped a couple of my initial five and we have just got one more um, kind of area to cover in a bit more detail, which is, yeah, other stuff. So basically the software side of things. So this is um, the EA Play announcement. Uh, so EA Play getting uh, sort of folded in to your Game Pass Ultimate subscription. Uh, you know, EA is not the best, I think it's fair to say, as a company, and it has had some pretty dodgy practices, whether that's the microtransactions uh, sort of scandal in Battlefield or its uh, anthem and, and, you know, RIP Bioware, although uh, hopefully they will salvage something from that game and come back stronger for New Dragon Age, which, uh, you know, very nice. Um, very nice uh, sort of concept art that we saw quite recently. Um, but what it does, bringing a play into Game Pass Ultimate, just really builds on that value proposition. And also it, it keeps things a bit simpler because it is, you know, it's starting to get to the stage where um, it's very easy to have lots and lots of multiple subscriptions. I mean, I would absolutely love it if the base level uh, Ubisoft subscription joins them at some point on Xbox. I really thought that they would uh, launch that service on Xbox. If they brought it in for the Game Pass Ultimate subscription as well, that would uh, immediately be a huge, huge boost because then that is potentially everything. Um, not the not the first run games. I can understand that those would um, either need a premium subscription or be charged per title. But you know, bringing that backlog back catalog um, of games just like EA Play do with their their sort of basic level subscription, um, I'd love that if Ubisoft joined as well. But let's not get greedy because EA joining is big big news. I think also one of the things about it is. Um, However much you might, you know, I might, some people might um, not necessarily love EA as a company. Their games certainly appeal to uh, the more mainstream audience. So, you know, this means that, albeit not the new titles, but things like FIFA and Madden uh, will be available as part of your subscription. So if you are one of those people who come in on the All Access program uh, as part of that sub, you're going to get access to a fairly recent footy game, uh, whatever your flavour of footy, um, and all kinds of other really good um, experiences. So. I think that is a big deal. It also means you're going to get access to these sort of 10-hour free trials and stuff. Uh, so it's hopefully good news for EA as well. Um, I say hopefully. Um, I don't begrudge them making some money. It would just be nice if they didn't, you know, um, encourage kids to gamble and stuff like that, allegedly. Um, okay, so the other things about EA Play, because I am a subscriber, I think it was worth the 20 or so pounds a year I think I was paying for... Uh, EA Play, which really isn't very much, um, but you know the value of it. I think they charge four pounds a month or something. If you if you decide to pay monthly, which I'm not sure um, why you would do, um, but on the um, on the Xbox particularly, um, you know the fact that backwards compatible games are there um, really to me was part of the appeal. So you know you got the Dead Space trilogy, you've got um, Mass Effect trilogy as well, the early Dragon Ages. Um, and, you know, more recent titles, like I said, the sports games, Titanfall, um, and then the Star Wars Battlefront games in particular, and, and um, uh, Battlefields are on there as well. So, 
you know, there's a really good selection of games. It's going to an Apex. Obviously, it's free to play, but through EA, you get some perks and stuff. So there's some big, big hitters on that in that catalog that have now joined, uh, effectively joined Game Pass. Um, so that is big news. Um, EA Play coming to Game Pass Ultimate, um, and then. Staying with software, um, one of the big things I think that we saw, which almost slipped by in what has been a really, really busy uh, day for, day and a half for news, um, we got gameplay uh, and it was running on the Xbox Series S. So I think we've seen more gameplay of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla than we ever did in the gameplay demos, the alleged gameplay demos that we saw before. Um, and we have seen uh, Gears 5 running at 120 frames per second. We've seen Watch Dogs, uh, Legion, and I think Dirt 5 was in that sizzle reel and a couple of other titles, and they all looked fantastic. Um, so, you know, all this time people saying, oh, haven't seen anything that would entice me on the new consoles, or um, maybe they uh, really like the look of Ratchet and Clank, but, uh, which, to be fair, does look fantastic. Um, but, you know, hadn't seen very much to kind of whet their appetite. I think we've seen um, more in that little sizzle reel of uh, gameplay on Xbox Series S than, um, than I had seen that really sold that generation before now. And as I say, that was running on the Xbox Series S, so that helps to some extent. Uh, put Microsoft's money where their mouth is, uh, that this will, albeit a cut down version, this will be a sort of full fat experience at that lower, slightly lower resolution um, uh, than the Series X. Um, and then we had a flurry of announcements to support it as well. So Watch Dogs will support ray tracing. Um, and they talked about, you know, the sort of neon lights and um, sort of billboards of, um, oh, where am I thinking of Piccadilly Circus uh, and, you know, Camden and all these areas that um, I think will look absolutely stunning. And I, I, I'm totally sold on ray tracing. I think that will um, make games feel much more realistic. I think that lighting does a lot to um, sort of ground you in uh, an environment. So I do think that ray tracing is going to have a fundamental change on how um, sort of believable worlds will feel. So uh, that's very exciting. Um, and then Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it sounds like this is almost an either or for um, Ubisoft because Assassin's Creed Valhalla, they didn't mention ray tracing, but then they confirmed it will be running at 4K60 on the X. Uh, and presumably that means 1440p60 on the S, although I don't believe they've officially said that. Um, so yeah, just this big blowout of um, sort of gameplay announcements. Uh, what else did we get? Did I mention Gears Tactics? I hope so. Sorry, bear with me one second. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I've lost my place. I knew I would do this if I tried to tried to, uh, to one-shot it, and I got so close to the end without uh, quite getting there. What was I actually trying to say? Oh yeah, here we go. So these, uh, you know, these game announcements say that we now have a pretty 
pretty much a lineup, a launch lineup for next gen Xbox. Um, maybe there's still one or two surprises or one or two things that might jump in there uh, that will be ready or push back. Um, but it to me is looking like a proper launch lineup. And it's true that there's no sort of massive first party titles like um, Spider Man, for example, on um, PlayStation 5. Although I guess that depends on how you feel about Gears Tactics because, you know, it was rated really highly, not a not a 10 out of 10 game, but a sort of 8 or 9 out of 10 in most, um, most uh, publications. Um, and also, you know, shouldn't ignore that. That's got a lot of appeal, as has, I think, the medium, um, which is not a first party, but it does that really promising. And uh, I, um, for all its faults, I really quite enjoyed... Um, the Blair Witch game that Blue Platoon did and uh, Layers of Fear before that. and But, you know, what always struck me was it was so rough around the edges uh, that they needed the sort of financial support of someone like uh, Microsoft or a big publisher, and they've got it. So it'll be really interesting what they do with that uh, next-gen cash. Um, that said, there is still obviously a big halo-shaped hole uh, in the launch lineup. Um, and um, yeah, like I said, there's no massive first party game. I was a bit surprised and disappointed still that there's no word on the flight simulator and when that's going to come to um, console. Um, but presumably it is just, um, you know, who knows what's involved in that as an undertaking. Um, but it would be a great way to show off the console. Um, and we, as I say now, have quite a lineup of games on that machine. So yeah, in summary, um, a massive few days for Xbox news, and um, to me, it sort of feels like all of summer's all of summer's news has come in a forty-eight hour period. So I was thoroughly expecting PlayStation Five to suddenly announce um, all of their uh, sorry Sony and PlayStation to suddenly announce all the PS Five news. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, but there's been a few little suggestions that it might be coming very soon so uh who knows uh if i have to do another emergency pod uh tomorrow then i will do that but um more likely hopefully it will come in time for next week's scheduled show and that'll be back to friday that will be friday the what uh, 16th 17th 18th something like that um, and um, yeah, looking forward to uh, covering what they have to do too. I think um, Xbox generally, what struck me is that, you know, these these two days I think have been a really, um, you know, really strong showing from Xbox and the reaction has been really, really positive as well. Sure, there's been, um, there's been some kind of typical depressing fanboy stuff going on, but um, generally it feels like uh, this news has been really, really welcomed. And as I say, people who were not considering Xbox uh, for next gen have really opened their eyes to that possibility. So I think that's good news for everybody. Um, you know, whether that's just good because it's good to celebrate uh, gaming and um, hopefully, as I say, um, one company sort of being stronger and offering stronger competition is always good it puts pressure on everyone else whether that's pricing or uh, sort of game design or anything else that's really important uh, and you know xbox had had a few poor months you know after a strong start to to next gen a really strong start i think um the summer was disappointing and it did feel like they were 
um, you know, repeatingly, uh, repeatedly, is that a word? Repeatedly um, making little gaffes here and there that were sort of undermining work that they'd clearly been doing for years. So it's really good to see they're back in the game. As I say, I think that's good from everyone's point of view. Um, remember, next week, Cloud Gaming is coming to uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate as well. So, you know, for people like me who've been on the preview program on the beta, it might not seem like a big deal, although the uh, games library will grow. Um, but for people who weren't on that beta um, and for any improvements that are made, as it goes into kind of proper launch, um, then that is a really big week. And in uh, in a quieter month, that will have got a lot of the headlines. But really how that then integrates to the new console is another really interesting thing to think about. Um, so that will be for another time. As I say, hopefully PlayStation will give us some news as well in time for next week's show, uh, which I'm really looking forward to doing now. It's just so good to finally have uh some concrete stuff to talk about and it feels like now that we've got things like price and dates out of the way things are real things are all out in the open and we're starting to as we've seen over the last few days now now starting to see you know real details of the games that are coming and, and it's getting really really exciting so once sony have um sort of you know shown their hand as well um, I think we're in for a really exciting few months, and yeah, over to you, Sony. So that's it for a bonus episode of the Old Guy Gaming Podcast. Um, very exciting week. Um, we've just, I don't know about you, but I've been waiting for this sort of information for months now, and um, yeah, hopefully uh, PlayStation 5 info follows very soon, and we can all then just start looking forward to the uh, autumn, winter, and uh, next generation of gaming. So I've been Giles Nicholson. I'm Giles West on Twitter, Xbox Live, and PlayStation Network. If you're new to the podcast, then please do uh, get in touch. Let me know what you think. Uh, I am very keen to um, engage with the audience and listen to your feedback. Um, I would love uh, you to subscribe to the channel, which would be great. Um, and a follow on Twitter would be great too. Um, but also feel free to message me on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network. Uh, give me an ad and um, yeah, maybe we can play together as well. So um, let me up. Charles Went West on Twitter, Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. And I'll be back uh, to my usual slot of every fortnight on a Friday um, beginning 18th of September. So um, hopefully be able to talk some PlayStation 5 news. Who knows? Okay, until then, take care and um, yeah, speak to you soon.